You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, Patrick, now that you've had uh, you know a few days to sort of process, to, I, I know how upset you get when the Vikings lose. So now that you've had a few days to sort of you know get rid of the emotions and look at this logically, how do you feel about our 0-3 Vikings? I feel as they are going down, they're 0-3, and they're going down and playing a bad team. I don't care what anybody wants to tell me about Carolina. They stink. If you don't go down there and beat them, then this is a season gone to hell and you are a lousy football team. So uh, we will uh, find out, I guess, uh, Sunday. To this point, they have had a chance to win two games and they screwed them away, two out of three. They did not have a chance to win the Philadelphia game, no matter what crap their hardcore fans are trying to tell you. When you give up 250 yards rushing, you don't have a chance to win the game. But, uh, you know, are they bad enough to lose to Carolina? I don't think so. I don't think they're bad enough. But if they are, then you got some serious issues. Uh, it sounds like, are they going to throw Reisner right into the mix here? Does he, do you think? It's hard to tell. I think so. But, they're you know, they're going with, well, we might play him at left guard or right guard. He might not play. We're going to play the five best. I I think he plays. Yeah. And is he? And you were telling me the the scouting report is on he can run block but not pass uh, pass block. It's kind of the other kind of the other way. Reverse that. Okay, he can he can pass block and not run block. Well, that's okay because we don't want to run anyway. (laughs) So if we if we still wanted to run, Delvin Cook would still be here. So uh, you don't want to run anyway. Pat, the Vikings the Vikings have nine rushing. They had a pretty good rushing day last week. They have nine rushing first downs. The Eagles have thirty seven. So <laughs> that's uh that does not uh that does not fit the old uh, profile of uh what what you needed to win and especially in the second half of the season although that was outdoors this is you know there's no difference between with the Vikings there's no difference between September and December so you don't have to worry about that once in a while you got to go play a cold game so uh so you don't you don't view this as a trap game then huh can there be a trap game when you start (laughs) oh three when you're on three there's no (laughs) trap game the only trap is you stink the only (laughs) trap is is, is you're you are not good is the only trap game but i will say a visit to carolina remains my favorite moment in viking history Stephen Smith rowing the oh. boat in the bullpen oh. in the in the end zone is still my favorite. Yes. My one single favorite moment in Viking history is that. You know, maybe PJ Flex stole it just to troll us. You know, just what? the, the rowing the rowing the boat. Row the oh, boat. Oh yes, yeah, he could have. That's what. Uh, yeah, when he loses a game, somebody should go and get that. When he loses a game like Iowa, somebody should go get the Stephen Steve Smith. Smith <laughs> meme. Is there a Stephen Smith? Uh, thing that you can run uh, we should create it it's it it, it was before it was before meme culture you know before twitter but you were giddy that day Roycey. i i was sitting by you in the press box in carolina you were absolutely giddy (laughs) 
Yeah, it was uh, fantastic. It was. And Dante, that was the end of Dante, too. I mean, yep. he, what we forget about Dante is how rotten he was playing before he got hurt. And everybody said, what, they were one and six after that game? Is that right? Like they one and five or something. Right? Yeah, they were bad. Then they put Brad Johnson in and went on the winning streak. And, they uh, almost, yeah, they almost in typical Viking fashion. nine and seven or something. In typical Viking fashion, yeah, right? They, oh, man, out, they got six out of seven, something like that. If yeah, they would have won the... If they would have wanted Baltimore on that Monday night, I think they would have uh, had it. No, and no, it wasn't a Monday night. But oh, didn't they go to Baltimore and get beat? That was what did them on in. Christmas. On Christmas, but I, I think the right. I think the death knell was that Sunday night game that got flexed against Washington. Right, I think it was right after Sean Taylor had died. Right. Oh. And okay. and they played Washington and got beat on a Sunday night. And okay. I think yeah, I was getting confused with the uh, last uh, with the first game Tice coach there when uh when they went to but when Danny got fired and they went to Baltimore and uh and ended up that oh, yeah. season losing to Baltimore I was getting confused with that Monday night game in Baltimore which was not I think it was a Monday night or even at the end of the season they made you play a Monday night game back then Monday night what hey what's with the two games on Monday night what's going on here what I what think is they're about? just I don't know how long they're going to do it but I think it's just let's dominate because fo- live football is the most watched television show, right? In sure, right. Yeah. So if we can start one game at like seven o'clock Eastern time, and then start the other one like an hour later, and Eight, then have yeah. and then have like multiple channels, we can just kind of own prime time on a Monday and for five uh, six but, hours. Yeah, but it's on two different. ESPN, ESPN has it right. That's, ESPN and a- a- ABC runs ABC. runs a game too. But it's probably a plea from uh, ABC and ESPN to get their money's worth, right? So I, I don't yeah. know. I, I was surprised. I thought something. I thought when I saw it a couple of weeks ago, I thought it was a cancer. You know, somebody got right, lightning out or something and played the. Uh, we're playing the next day, but it's uh, they're they're doing that now. And this week is it? This week we go to London. And yeah. now is it the next. So we the got Jag- the, the Jaguars get their annual home game at London. Yeah. So we get the back, triple right? header. The next two weeks we have the triple header. Those guys can't wait to get teams in Europe, get a team in Europe, so they can have that. They can have the three games on a Sunday. Be no four games on a Sunday actually. Now this, this one though it is an ESPN Plus only game on Sunday, oh, really? and we go yeah, back really? to one Monday night game. Yeah. So okay. Uh, Mm-hmm. And it's not a double so header Monday. And they're they're using these games now to get you to find these streaming services, right? Yes. And yeah. ESPN Plus and so Amazon. ESPN Plus I gotta pay for, right? I don't have it, but you gotta yes. pay for it. You do have to pay okay. for it. Yes. Does anybody know what that costs them? Although are got, they doing are the is this game sometimes like what Apple TV had done in the past is we'll show you a baseball game for yeah. free. Do we have to pay to watch the London game? That's the question. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I I don't know, but if it's Jacksonville, I'm not watching. So I yeah, you have you have to pay for ESPN Plus, Pat. It's like six dollars a month just for the standalone. I have it with the bundle with Disney and Hulu, but that's now going up to twenty dollars a month in like a couple weeks. Wow! So I had the, Hulu, Hulu was my original streaming service, and then two months later, the BSN they got in a feud with BSN and dropped them. So I uh, I. Then I switched to YouTube, which now doesn't have BSN on it either. So I've, I've, I've had to go to nefarious uh, ways to uh, watch the watch the BSN boys. Now. Wow, both you, you and Declan and your, like, fishy websites to watch Twins games. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what uh, – I was there for a few innings last night. Uh, 
They uh, Eddie Julian didn't take long to hit a home. I like that when he swings the bat. Don't you like it mm-hmm. when he swings the bat? Yeah. You know, first pitch right here, home run. Let's go. Thank you. Yeah, I know they're playing the A's and they're about to play the Rockies, but this is the this is the best the whole collection has looked all season. They are oh, if, if if, if yeah, there is, is such thing as the cliche as peaking at the right time. This is this is a manifestation of. I it. wish I had been there Tuesday to see Walner's ball. The yeah. thing was, they were pointing at it. They were showing me where it landed, but the thing about it was the altitude. I mean, it was uh, the angle was like thirty six percent or something like how, that. How yeah. was that not the the longest home run of the season? There, Buxton has three. Buxton yeah. has two that were longer, which I have trouble believing. I never just that. I don't. I don't. I think it's certainly more accurate when Tom Mee would take out his slide rule and try to figure out what it was. Ben they, Ogilvy, that's know, BS. Yeah, Ben, yeah, but uh, I think that it's, uh, you know, I, I don't think they're 100% accurate. Well, but aren't we're, we're using, right? but we're using the physics, right? We're using, yeah. we're using, it's like launch angle yeah, combined with yeah. miles you can't hit the if, if, if the ball was hit that high and it landed where it landed that everybody was showing me, you can't hit it further than that. That's that's all the that's all the farther baseball will go. Yeah. You know that the Walner hit it. It was, you know, the scoreboard over there, and then there's that little fence that's next to the scoreboard way out there. And the second deck, and it was like three rows from hitting that fence that's back there. It's uh, you know that's unbelievable. Oh, I didn't see it live. I just saw. I don't know if it was Dustin or someone had sent out a note that it was a, a Jim Tomey. It landed in a Jim Tomey like place. And that's mm-hmm. the two, the two home runs that made Center. me go, Oh my God, out loud were top of the flagpole. When yeah. Jim Tomey hit the top of the flagpole. And then he had another one. They used to have, this is before they kind of changed the center field. Before they put the catch in, in center. The, he hit the, a ball before. up into those, like over the batter's eye and yeah. up like halfway up the stands. It there. would have uh, killed three people in that restaurant now <laughs> if it would have been, uh, you know, if it would have been the uh, old thing. Yeah. It is, uh, you know, these are not supposed, this obviously is not the juicy baseball that we were hitting in 2019 because you see a lot of balls that are hit. And you 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 say okay that was a home run four years ago but uh, so it's not they're not doing it with the with the lively baseball but you combine uh, you know they, that kid's got the that kid's got the hit it as far as I can swing and everybody was telling me okay you know he had that slump but he made adjustments no he didn't <laughs> he's gonna hit he's gonna hit for two weeks he's gonna not hit for two weeks he's gonna hit for two weeks. He's a left-handed, 60-year-later version of Bob Allison, okay? They're always this way. The big lugs are always this way. They're hot or they're cold. There's no between. Remember Tom Brunanski. I, I beg of you to remember when he would hit 182 the first half and 330 the second half, or vice versa, he was always going to end up at two fifty two. Yep. That's no matter no matter how he got there, he was always going to hit two fifty two. Yep. So uh, that's you know that that's the way big guys work, and I don't think it's because whatever the guy's name is, the 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 hitting coach, who by the way is now going to be back this year for sure. We're now we're now on the David Hopkins bandwagon. I'm sure it's nothing that that guy told him. It's okay. You know, hey, I feel pretty good now. I, I see the ball. I'm going to hit it. 
you know that's yeah. uh, I don't uh, I don't buy because uh, but uh, uh, there's another thing. Hey, Gleeman, who's great on stats like this, uh, had a stat that this is the first time in a hundred years they've had three guys with OPS of a certain of over nine hundred or whatever it is. Well, let's calm down here because a a season is five hundred and two plate appearances. You can't randomly take guys who have had 150 at bats and make it a historical achievement. I don't think. So yeah. like I so mean, like it's, like it's, Walner Walner has had Walner has the second highest. Royce Lewis has the highest OPS, 239 trips. Yeah. Walner has the second highest OPS, 240 trips. Yeah. So those guys and, added up aren't even a full season of. No. And Julian's what, 300 now? Is he over 300? He's 389. Yeah. 380. Oh, man. He's up to 389. Yeah. Well, his, his is pretty legitimate. And, you know, I'm not complaining about the stat or anything, but I'm just saying those aren't really, you know, this isn't like Lynn and Rice. When you uh, had, uh, you know, they each had 650 plate appearances or something like that and were finished 1-3 in the MVP voting as rookies. That was, uh, I remember watching those guys take batting practice and uh, they used to, the Red Sox used to hit five-minute increments. There's regulars that come out and they'd hit for five minutes. They didn't jump in and out of the box. And those two guys would hit for five minutes and then Yaz, George Scott, all the rest of them. That was uh, then our little twin. They, they'd hit maybe I'd watch them hit BP and they might hit 120 home runs. And then our little twins would get out there and hit three, you know, yeah. <laughs> in their BP jumping in and out of the box. But uh, hey, I was going to tell you my Earl Weaver Brooks Robinson story, Judd. Oh. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Brooks, uh, you mentioned last night the great Brooks Robinson died a couple of days ago and it's become public. I mean, it's become a discussion point now that they retired him in 1977 at uh, at Met Stadium, and people were wondering how that happened. They they needed a catcher. They wanted to activate Rick Dempsey, and Brooks wasn't playing much. He was cooked. So what was it, late June, uh, July, uh, or early August? August, like August, August 10th. Sometime in August. And Sunday morning, you get to the ballpark, and they're – you know, the teams didn't travel uh, PR guys very often there. You know, they just had a traveling secretary and they had a great uh, PR guy named Bob Brown, but I can't remember him being on any road trips except in the playoffs. And uh, so they just said, you know, they just kind of told us that Brooks was retiring and you could talk to him in the clubhouse in 20 minutes or something like that. That was it. But Earl was there that morning holding court. So I, we went down to the dugout and Earl was there and there was a place in town called Ichabod's wet goods back in the day, downtown Minneapolis. It was a very popular sports bar. They had a bartender named Tommy Peebles who knew every baseball player in the world. He was bald guy and he was, uh, he was a man about town and uh, Earl was a big buddy of Tommy. And I know damn well that Earl was in the dugout telling us about Earl, uh, telling us about Brooks on zero minutes sleep. He had been up all night. He could barely keep himself awake down in the corner, but he was still poetic going on and on about Brooks. But he did reek of alcohol. It was a kind of a hot day and it was already getting warm in the morning and uh 
and then, and there was some stuff coming out of his pork. I recognized the smell of reeking of alcohol, and that was uh, that was. But I usually had showered by that time of the day. But Earl had. Uh, I, I don't even. You would have thought maybe Earl would have showered. Uh, well, I guess maybe he did shower when he got the ballpark. But then you sat in that uniform for twenty minutes on a hot day, and that that booze still came out of him. But that was. Uh, that was hilarious. And uh, Ichabod's <laughs> Wet Goods is also Ichabod's a great name. Where, where in Minneapolis was this bar? Downtown, but God, I'm trying to remember where it was. I went, that wasn't one of my spots, so I didn't I didn't drink there much. But the ball of ball players did. It was in a, I think it was an office building on downstairs, but it became a big sports bar. I don't think it was Seven Corners. Maybe it was. I'm not sure. Okay. But uh, Ichabod's Wet Goods. I looked up. I, I looked up when it was in business. Uh, last night and it was 71 to 79, but it was big. It was, I, I don't know. They, uh, I think the building, uh, the building they were in, maybe it was an old office building cause the building they were in got taken down and that's why they got, uh, they got, uh, moved out of there. So, you know, like what, you know, in, in the Metrodome and the target field era, guys can just kind of, you can walk out of the stadium. If you're a player, you can, I remember one time I showed Max Scherzer where Glicks was like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. You can right. kind of just wander out of the stadium, or you can go to the old Hubert's at the Metrodome yeah, right. or the press box bar. When the, when it was the Met Stadium, where would guys were, were there were there any bars within walking distance of that parking lot in Met Stadium? No. Like, where would no, guys well, go to get a drink uh, after? There was, a, there was a, after a while the Thunderbird bar was the Thunderbird Hotel had a bar in it, and then Marriott came later. But the the Thunderbird was the original hotel out there, and and people would drink there. But the players. I don't know. They they stayed downtown, so they you know they get in the bus and stay downtown. Now we had a drinking place that was the twins' room downstairs, where, yeah. <laughs> uh, where the uh, the the proprietor of the place, uh, Billy Robertson, Calvin's brother, would uh, say, uh, "Lock it up when you leave, boys." So uh, and that was <laughs> that's a, a nice that was a that was taken as a challenge many many times, <laughs> many times. They tell this story about. Uh, I, that was before my time, but the uh, the Angels had a collection of beat writers in the 60s. They were like eight, nine newspapers covered the Angels, all the suburban dailies then. And the Angels paid their, because the Dodgers had done this, the Angels paid their air, put them on the airplane and paid their hotel bill. So to get the yeah. coverage, you know, and, and opposed to the Dodgers. They tell the story about, somebody tells the story about it. Looks like they're walking across the street to the hotel. The, the Marriott was open by then, I think. And they're walking across the parking lot. And it looks like Lawrence, a scene out of Lawrence, Arabia. You know, like eight guys stretched <laughs> out across the parking lot, carrying their typewriters, all of them wobbling into the, and it's morning by now. It's the, you know, the sun is, uh, the sun is rising. Bradley so, Cooper uh, just leading yeah. his crew. <laughs> yeah, right. It was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was quite the place. Or uh, You haven't lived until you, as I've said a hundred times, until you've seen Bill Mazeroski He's sliding into the drunk one-legged bartender to show him he doesn't know how to turn the double play. <laughs> Target Field needs a room like that, Patrick. <laughs> sure That's does. what Target Field needs. Yeah, we did. When we got to the Metrodome, we wondered what was going to happen to the drinking room, and it pretty well disappeared. You know, it it, it kind of went away. You know, because it was hey, it was harder to get out of anyway. If you you know, if you wanted to stumble out of the place at Met Stadium. It, 
you know, nobody was around, but uh, downtown there, people, you know, so. <laughs> I know Target was, Field, yeah. you know, the, like the last home stand, you know, they do the media appreciation. They they let you have like one beer in the press box. Do we mm-hmm. not do that if you're a playoff team? Like, you know, if, if you're, if, do they only allow that if, if you're not in the playoffs? That's right. I'm not sure. By the way, I was sober when I got to the Metrodome, so I don't know if anybody stayed there. Yeah. Rank. I, 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 I'm pretty I, sure I, I remember both at the Metrodome and at Target Field. And I don't want to, if I don't want to get anyone in trouble by saying yeah. this, but. I'm pretty sure they were on the nights where the twins would clinch something at home, and you're working late in the press box. Mm-hmm. That there might have there might have been a yeah. you know a light yeah, beer that's... slid your there direction. Was beer, it, there was beer in the press box. They they would bring up post game um like a picture of beer in the in the dome, a but picture? it wasn't like a like a no like like a like, like a, a bucket a thing of ice and. Beer in the bucket. Okay. Yeah. A bucket of cooler. They would do that. That does not. That does, was not uh, that does not equal a quart of Tangeray gin. I can. No, no, no it does not. No, no that's not. not an the nice bar. thing about the twins: not only did they have the drinking room, they poured good booze too. They, in fact, they uh, switched to Tangeray at my insistence uh, before that. <laughs> that like so Calvin wasn't so cheap. <laughs> yeah. See? No, no. Calvin wasn't cheap down. at all. Now when it came to alcohol. You know, but, can we uh, upgrade from the Johnny uh the Johnny Red to the Johnny Blue there, actually? <laughs> hey Calvin. You know. Twins are twins yeah. are uh, last place. Hey, Joe Paul. Oh God, there was a there was a scout named Eddie Lyons who ended up being the twins co- third base coach, but he didn't make it out of spring training. He was so awful. But uh Eddie was the Cubs, right? He was a Cub Scout, famous Cub Scout. He scouted the twins. They would never made any trades. They were in a different league. He scouted the twins 50 games a year just to be in the press. He was there. He was there. For Eddie, what the hell are you doing? Yep. yep. Yeah, uh, let go over there on the left side. Yeah, we, gotta, we might be. Never we know when a trade might go down. We, we might make a trade anymore. Soderholm. We like Soderholm. Uh, it's a tough lefty. Yeah, right? It's a tough lefty. Really, it's tough. He might have been in on the Randy Huntley, uh, Billy Hans trade. <laughs> oh, he came back oh, for man. years. Eddie, came, Eddie, Eddie loved the twins. Well, all right, Pat. We got to get to a scoop session here, but uh, we'll all talk. Right. We'll talk again tomorrow. And uh, I uh, don't sleep on Lafayette, boys. They're better than Northwestern. Our boys better play better I than they did last week. I'm, yes. I told these guys yesterday in our write that down predictions: the Gophers will trail by double digit points at some point in this game before they courageously come back. Well, well we, we got to find out. A, what uh, I got to go. We, we got to go, but the, we got to find out about the quarterback. Is he any good? So far, no. You know, no. well, PJ, PJ, PJ's rightfully so, by the way, annoyed by the lack of NIL money to that. That was a topic. Yeah, here. But, well, yeah, but he's getting more than everybody else. He's getting it all. Yeah, over no, there. Nobody else is getting any. He he's know? he's threatening that the good young back could leave immediately after this year unless we can pay him more. Yeah, well, he's right. But uh, just think if you're somebody else, what if you're Ben Johnson and your NIL money is like $150 because PJ is getting all you got. So I don't know. Uh, There's too much competition in this town. People are buying sweets. Start cheating more. Just cheat. Ignore the rules. I don't care what they are. Cheat. Get these kids cars. Get these kids deals. There are no rules. Well, you, let's you just don't get have to what, worry what about breaking rules. There are no bring back bring back a muscleman, and it can't be Bill. We'll take Eric. Okay, yeah, take I away see. the athletic endowments and give them to the kids. That's what I say. Give them to the players. Let's win some football games. Yeah, Pat left about thirty seconds ago. <laughs>
We got to go. Shout out to our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine. So, hey, we're transitioning to the fall season here. In fact, in a week, it's going to be like 40 degrees outside, which I think we're all kind of ready for a little fall air here. Power Lodge is Minnesota's CF Moto Superstore. And since they buy more, you save more. And Power Lodge has new deals to get you ready for your fall escape. These uh, four by fours start at an unbelievable forty five ninety nine. Get ready for whatever the wilderness throws at you this fall and upcoming winter. PowerLodge.com and MillerMarine.com.